2: To Monday as we lead into the holiday and a short week for everything. Not for the Packers. Packers get an extra day because they played on Saturday. But they did get the 24-16 win over the Carolina Panthers on Saturday night. And, well, uh, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm driving into uh, – to bat- well, I shouldn't say driving in. I'm, I'm driving home today. I got up this morning and went to the gym and did some running around. And I'm coming home and I'm listening to both – k-fan radio out of minneapolis and i'm listening to 670 the score out of chicago and it is drastically different in chicago they are talking about some kind of an awakening that mitch trubisky is now playing his best football and it took matt nagy a long time for the realization as to where they are at as a football team he is at as a play caller um when he had to relinquish things and their fan base is looking at things as maybe the glass is half full. They were wanting this team to lose, so everybody would be fired. They wanted to see uh, Pace out. They wanted to see Nagy out. They wanted to see Trubisky out, Foles out. They wanted a house cleaning. And what they got was a, a pretty good Mitch Trubisky and a rather porous defense, even with a Keem Hicks back, and then they, they, they beat a division rival. They keep their hopes alive. They're now sitting just one game outside of the postseason mix. And there is this consternation that they're going to end up sneaking into the postseason, and they've got a scenario now that they are hanging on to. And I'll tell you that in a minute. Okay? On the opposite side of the coin... You have now got a team that extended their head coach, extended their quarterback. They have almost 50-plus million sitting on the sidelines right now of injuries to their defense. Their defense is porous. They don't believe in this team. And as much as they wanted to win, now they're saying that even the Vikings get in, the Vikings are an easy out, and therefore – you know they were not there now. The script is flipped, if you will. They're now almost hoping to lose. So in the meantime, I'm sitting here as I'm at the stoplight, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of rubbing my chin. And I'm going, you know what? It's really weird to be in the situation that we're in, because as you look behind the curtain of of Packers fan psyche the majority of Packers fans look just win baby i mean that's it right most fans and especially fans that remember yesterday and years gone by back in the late 70s and 80s when those were considered the dark ages of Packers football you're just like you know what it's a win we'll take it you know it, we'll take it 12, you know 11 wins right now you end up 11 and 5 12 and 4 13 and 3 damn we'll take it Still in the postseason because those were so few and far between. So those of you that remember the dark days, you're like, you know what, we'll take it. Anybody that's of the age of, say, I don't know, 30, 33 and younger, you have never known the dark ages, really. So you're thinking, this sucks. This team barely beat the Carolina Panthers. This team barely beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team has not looked good in this aspect or that aspect. And, boy, they just they, – their defense played okay and, and the offense. And, boy, they got out of their rhythm. And, and you look at it that way. And, and you're thinking to yourself, you're the top seed in the NFC and you're beating up that team. So – how you wake up today and feel about football nfl football is all depending upon your age and your perspective and what it is you know so what i took away from the game the other night was when the offense doesn't run with a moving pocket or motion jamal williams out of the game okay you were you were relying upon aaron jones Aaron Jones got his carries, got his looks. He did well. When you're looking a lot to Devontae, and even Aaron Rodgers said it after the game, and I, I didn't necessarily agree. I understand what he's saying, but I don't necessarily agree with it. But when you look at the game and you say, okay, he he had talked about, well, we got to get Devontae involved, we got to get him more targets. We got well, he was your top targeted guy anyway. Devontae Adams, ten targets. Alan Lazard, six. Devontae had two key drops. Alan Lazard would have been 6-for-6, six six, but he missed that ball right through his hands down the sideline. It was a bad night for the receivers. Tanyan was 3-for-3. Three three. Uh, Aaron Jones out of the backfield, 3-for-4, but the one that was a the, the was an overthrow. Um, and then Jamal Williams. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling was only targeted one time, and it was six receivers. Normally he's 8-9 deep for guys that he has a chance to go to. Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 145 yards. Tremendous day. The defense did what they were supposed to do. I know there was a lot of lot of arguing back and forth on Twitter about the defense and what they can and can't do and this and that. Davis was a pretty good runner. They gave up a total of 115 yards on the ground. Davis averaged 4.2 yards per carry. 14 carries, 59 nine yards. The second leading rusher was Teddy Bridgewater, four carries for 26. His longest was a 13-yard scramble. Smith had four carries for 23, but that was it. They're, they did what they were supposed to do. I, I thought Adrian Amos had a tremendous game. As a matter of fact, he was uh, he was so good in that contest, he ended up uh, being our uh, player of the game because of what he did. He had a sack. He had three passes defended, seven tackles, six solos. He played a hell of a game. Darnell Savage coming off the edge. He had a tackle for a loss. He had a couple of passes knocked down. Kevin King had the forced fumble, the fumble recovery. That was when he came up and, and punched it out, when Teddy Bridgewater tried to go over the top. He had a decent game. Not a great game, but a decent game. Barnes, I thought, played extremely well. Also forced a fumble, by the way. So... And Zedarius Smith, I thought, at times played well. But it is what it is with Zedarius and Preston. You're going to get either all or nothing sometimes. But defensively, it wasn't a bad game. Offensively, it wasn't in rhythm. It wasn't the flow. It wasn't the things that we were accustomed to seeing going into this game when this offense looked like a juggernaut. But they've they've won four straight, six of the last seven, And this was the first time, the first time since Jacksonville, that they didn't score 30 points back in week 10 on November 15th. The one thing, the one thing that I took away from that game, if there's anything I could take away from that game, was the comment that Aaron Rodgers made after the ball game. And it has me concerned. There is a scenario in which, uh, to the south, they are looking at, and there is one thing, one thing. That Aaron Rodgers said, after the game, that has me legitimately concerned about this team as the top seed in the NFC. And we'll talk about it when we come back. Because I want to see if your mindset, I'll give you a minute to think about it. And I want to see if your mindset is in the same mindset I am and if you heard it the same. If you heard it the same, uh, this portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Massage Envy. You're thinking about that last-minute gift. All you got to do is find Massage Envy on Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer right now: customized facial just sixty bucks. Buy one hundred and ten dollars worth of gift cards. You get a free one-hour service. Call them two six two seven eight six fifty sixty. That's two six two seven eight six fifty sixty. Are you on? Un- are, are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Going, boy, it makes me nervous. It just does. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
1: Border to Border, the Bill Michael's Sports Talk Network.
2: Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show is on the air on this Monday. We're uh, we're so happy to have you here. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for taking a listen. Chris is a, an outlier for many people that are of the age 33, 34 or less, where I said, uh, hey, many of the fans that have never known the dark ages of Packers football uh, think that there's a lot of, well, I shouldn't say there's a lot of on the on the horizon. I, it's it's there's there's some angst on the horizon about this team venturing into the postseason. Whereas many people that remember the '80s and remember the late '70s, I think you just bask in the glow of you know anything that's a winning season. Anytime you're in the postseason, with always uh, that that biggest glimmer of hope. Uh, Chris though says, tweets us, says, I don't know, I'm thirty-two, still feel great about the pack, but I believe the opposite. If they are trying to take uh Tay away that much, then spread the ball almost like when he was injured. Let's face it, there's uh just a lot of one two blank fans. So or a half, um half blank fans. Um I get it. I get where you're coming from. Think about this though. Uh, there's one thought process just south of here. I want to give you a couple of different scenarios, okay? There's a thought process just south of here. And as I'm listening coming in today, this is what some believe. Remember when the Green Bay Packers 10 years ago, the 10th anniversary, were coming into the postseason, and they needed a win. They had to win. They had to get help and one of the things they did was beat the bears to do it and the bears kind of took their foot off the gas even though they didn't really admit it later on down the road even Brian Erlocker said yeah we didn't we didn't really have the same fire for that game because they had pretty much wrapped everything up okay they were 2 weeks out remember And at the time, we had said when the Packers beat the Bears at Lambeau Field in that last game. Now, the Packers won at home, and they got into the postseason. Remember that? And then what happened? The argument was they woke the sleeping giant. They allowed the sleeping giant to wake up. Okay? So now it's flipped. It's flipped because the Bears were the number one seed. The Bears had home field advantage ten years ago. Now the script is flipped, and the Bears are starting to wake up and they're starting to win. Okay, and they believe. I'm not saying they're right. I'm simply saying there is a belief. There is this this undercurrent of belief that they're going to win the last two games. The Packers are going to win this week. Things are going to fall into place. They're going to lock up the number one seed. And then they're going to take that last game in Chicago somewhat lightly because they'll have everything wrapped up. And the Bears, who have everything to play for, including a postseason, they win that game. And the Packers allow the sleeping giant to wake up. Therefore, if the Bears win and the NFC championship game then comes to Lambeau Field, the Bears can flip the script. Do you believe that? I don't. I think the Bears are who we believe they are to be, period. I don't I don't think they're a good football team. I, I think their defense is good. Their offense is nowhere near what it needs to be to be a Super Bowl team or even an NFC caliber, um, you know, NFC championship caliber team. I don't think that's it at all. I just don't. But sometimes that's all you need to do is to believe a little bit. Right? And you get a little belief, get a little luck, get a little health, and you're on your way. There you go. Now, here's one thing that does give me some pause for concern. After the game the other night, Aaron Rodgers does his usual you know, press conference. And again – one of the things that was brought up was the energy, lack of energy. And how many times have we seen this where we heard it in the game against Jacksonville, we heard it in the game against Philadelphia, even though they won that game, they started out on fire, we heard it against Minnesota, You know, how many times are we going to hear it and and, and hear about this energy issue regarding Lambeau Field? And it, it's tough because you are trying to get home field advantage. But is it really an advantage? You know? is it really the advantage you want it to be? When you look at the Packers at home, they're averaging 30.4 points per game. 30.4 points per game. On the road, 31. But, and I, I hate to do this, the one game that they just played horrifically, we all know, is Tampa Bay. They only put up 10 points. If you take that out... They're averaging over 35 points a game on the road. So 30 points a game at home, 35 points per game on the road. It seems like they just play better on the road. So as much as I want to look at this team and go, you know what? Home field advantage, coming into Lambeau Field, that's – They've proven that's not who they are. They talk about energy. You think about it? 855-830-8648, 855 830 Are you thinking along the same lines or you think something different? Chris says, uh, we had Aaron Rodgers. They have Mitch Trubisky. No, not a chance. And also, I'm even. Uh, I'm even if we win and Seattle wins, we still have to win the last game. Correct. But if uh, coming up this week, if the Rams win, I believe the way it looks, if I'm not mistaken, I think if the Rams win, knock off the Seahawks, and the Packers win, then the Packers rock wrap up uh, wrap up the number one seed. The Rams going into Seattle. And the Rams? How about the Rams? Huh? I mean, I don't want to get into all of that just yet, but how about the Rams just taking them way, way, way too lightly and giving the Jets their first win of the season? How about that? The Jets dropping back in victory formation. And by the way, the Jets were up 23-10 to going into the fourth quarter. Won that game 23-20. So we'll get into all of that coming up. But do you have the same thoughts? Give us a shout, 855-830-8648. Your thoughts as to whether or not you, because I, I, as much as I want to see home field, you know, advantage all throughout, um, I don't know if that's the best thing for the Packers, to be honest with you. Uh, Steve says, I feel like the MVP discussion is overshadowing the number one seed outside of the building. Maybe some players are trying too hard to help Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know what? I, that was the topic of discussion last week. You're right. Just because everything's flowing so well. I don't think you can say that this week. Aaron Rodgers, this was – and Aaron Rodgers had a good game. Okay, so I am. I, I want to say this right here. I am not knocking at all Aaron Rodgers this week. None. He was pressured. He was harassed uh, seven different times. Sacked five, pressured seven, 20 of 29, 143 yards, and a touchdown. He also ran one in. Had a solid game. But when you talk about overall quarterback rating, it's the second lowest quarterback rating of the season. And the only one that was lower was the one that he had down in uh, down in Tampa Bay. And that was like in the 30s. That was like a 35 rating. Other than that, he has had a tremendous season. But by no means am I looking at Aaron Rodgers going, you know, you had a bad game. Because he didn't. He had a good game. It wasn't great. But it was a good game. And as he said before, look, you know, a lot of quarterbacks in the league would take those numbers. that he That I just read off to you. But I'm just simply giving you the fact of his quarterback rating of 91.6, the second lowest of the season. Everything else has been well over 100. But do you have the same feeling about the postseason? Is that what you took away? Uh, That's the only thing I took away from the comments. I think, look, sometimes you just have a matchup, and the matchup doesn't bode well. We also knew that this Carolina team is going to keep coming at you and keep coming at you and keep coming at you. They're a pretty good team. They just haven't figured out a way to win, and I think Teddy Bridgewater – is morphing into his role. Might be better next year because there were some overthrows in that game. There were some opportunities for them to move the chains and they didn't do it. They had some drops. had some easy drops. Things that would drive us bananas. But they had some drops. A couple of overthrows. So I look at uh, I look at Carolina as a pretty good team that has lost quite a few games by a score or less, and. They just haven't figured out a way to win yet. They will. I think they're a good, good enough team. But their record, I think, is not as indicative as to what you would look at as a bad team, so to speak. I think they're a pretty good team. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's go to Laurie listening to us in Manitowoc. Laurie, how you doing today?
3: I'm just fine. How about you?
2: I am doing wonderfully. What's on your mind?
3: I am also worried about the fact that um, besides having lack of energy in Lambeau Field, it seems like every time we have a buy, we stink. Uh, we come back in, we ha- we have really low energy, and we lose. And um, I guess that's a concern to me, and I was wondering how you feel about that.
2: I th- I think the buy, if you are really rolling, I think the buy can hurt you, because there is a level of Uh, of routine that you're in, and it's in you're kind of in a groove, and you hate to mess with that. Uh, But if you are, let's say over the next two weeks they get banged up, yeah, you want the buy because you want everybody back at full strength. You want Jamal Williams back. You want Rashawn Gary back. You want all your guys back at full strength. And we don't know what they're going to be over the next couple of days or over in the next week or two. So that's where it becomes beneficial because you should be able to come back to full strength by the time you're ready to go again. But, uh, but yeah, it seems like it, at times when you really get rolling and you look at these teams and say, okay, if you're rolling and you all of a sudden take your foot off the gas pedal, it's sometimes not easy just to put your foot back on the gas pedal and go. And that's the other thing. And I appreciate the phone call, Laurie. That's the other thing. We keep talking about this team, you know, Matt LaFleur is all, all gas and no blanking break, right? What happened to that? Why does this team perform so well and then just disappear? At times. Now, I'm not saying they're taking the foot off the gas, but sometimes it's it's you, you scratch your head. You're like, well, why aren't you doing what's sticking with what got you there? It's almost like you become the smartest guy in the room and you outthink yourself. 855-830-8648. Speaking of that, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur when we come back, so hang in there for that. Mark is in Washington, D.C. Mark, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm
4: I'm doing great, man. You know, I agree with you, and here's what I think. Um, the Packers are the Packers Packers management were, were soft. And I don't mean physically soft. Obviously you're one hit away from, you know, ending, ending your career, but <clears throat> mentally on the field, how many times do we see defensive linemen jump off sides? Um, coach LaFleur yesterday said, we got to run the ball more, you know? And I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. you've been coached for a year and a half, you know, why, why haven't you done this? And, You know, we needed some studs. We didn't get them. That's why they're under the bridge. But there's no real sense of urgency. And uh, uh, Elon Musk, moving from California, not about politics. He said California is just used to so much used to winning that they've just gotten lazy. And I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of what the Packers are going through. And you kind of talk about it when you say, where's the home field advantage? And so I just, you know, light a fire, baby. Let's get this thing rolling.
2: Yep. No, I agree. Appreciate the phone call. There's, it's not that there's a sense of urgency because I don't. You're not. You want to keep home field advantage. You want to win. You wanna, you want to play your best. You want to be peaking going into the postseason. I mean, that's again, you got to be good. You gotta, you got to be lucky. You got to be healthy, and you got to get hot. And you want to get hot, and you want to peak going into the postseason. You don't want to hope that you begin to peak in the postseason. You want to be peaking going into the postseason that's why when we can talk about who to rest and when to rest and all that kind of stuff I don't think they're gonna necessarily do it uh right away I mean you may see guys pulled from games and give somebody else opportunity you may game plan for something like that but I still think that uh um you know i know it's a it's a tough thing to go over but I don't know if i'm i don't know if I'm resting guys in the last game of the season I'm just i don't know I don't think I am I know it goes against everything that's in my heart and soul because I don't want to get anybody hurt. But, you know, now if Aaron Rodgers starts to get beat up against the Bears, yeah, I would say, you know what, go ahead, uh, pull them. If you don't need them and you've got anything locked up, pull them. But if you got anything to play for, nope, you're doing it. You're doing it until it's salted away. Let's do this. we got full phone lines. We were going to hear from Matt LaFleur, but let's take phone calls when we come back. We'll get back into that a little bit later. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next.
1: 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: You know, it is frustrating, but we're 11-3. We won the game. That's a good problem to have. Uh, We just know that
3: type of football in the second half, not going to get it done uh, in the playoffs.
2: That's where we're going. That's the trajectory that we're on. We're going to at least host a home playoff game. We win these next two, we're going to be the one seed. So, um, we need to play better these next two weeks. I would concur. Welcome back. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. He recognizes it. They all do. That was not a a well-put-together offensive output or performance in the second half of that contest. 855-830-8648. Hey, a reminder, coming up, special edition. Special edition. The Bill Michaels Huddle coming up Wednesday night. Wednesday night. We get you ready for the weekend because uh, we got Christmas Eve on Thursday, Christmas. Uh, A special, by the way, a special Bill Michaels show coming up on Christmas Day. Coming up on Christmas Day, so we got a special one coming up then. But uh, the special edition of the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Mike Clemens, Radio Joe Zinzola, going to be with me on Wednesday night. So uh, make sure you tune in for that on many of these same stations, six to eight this Wednesday night. Let's get back to the phone calls. Got a lot of people uh, that uh, that are that are hanging out, and want to talk about this contest. Todd, listening to us in Green Bay on our tremendous affiliate, the Fan up there. Todd, how you doing?
5: Good. How are you doing, Bill?
2: Good today. What you thinking?
5: So. Um If the Packers go into Sunday night game and Seattle got beat by the Rams and uh, they are going to uh, play for the number one seed, they're going to win, you know, if they win it, they have to. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand they're not playing the best in the second half. But Aaron Rodgers goes down in the first quarter of the Bear game on a useless game and your season is done there. And mm-hmm. you may say, well, wow, an extra bye week, they're going to have two. Basically, Rodgers is not going to be for three weeks. Come on. Rogers can play through anything. I mean, we, if you see that go down, what are you going to do on that next Monday when Rogers goes down?
2: Then I would say I'm one million percent wrong. Yep. I would, that's because, what I would uh, say. I would say I'm one million am I'm not saying he plays an entire game. But I am saying there is something to be said about some kind of continuity. I I, I just – I and here's the other thing to think about. Do you think if he is in the running for the MVP and Mahomes plays the last weekend and Josh Allen plays the last weekend and Rodgers doesn't, that he loses the – now I understand, hey, I, MVP trophies versus Lombardi trophies are completely different. You'd rather hoist the Lombardi trophy. But do you think that means something to him and that's the reason that they would also of play him it, so he would – s-
5: Of course. Go ahead. But- the thing is, is is Lafleur is the head coach. You would blame the, you wouldn't blame anything on Rogers for playing. You would blame the whole thing on the coaching staff and right. on, on, and maybe higher ups, and saying yeah. hey, they didn't make that decision. So they need to really look at it. And If they're going to play them, they have to keep everything in front of them. If they have to put them in a shotgun for the game, so they see everything going on with that mm-hmm. Bears line. I mean, you're going to have to do it. I mean. Yeah. it's a tricky situation i just don't think it's worth it when you got it wrapped up and the game what you're going to knock out the bears you're you're afraid you're really afraid i am not afraid of i'm, I'm not getting to the NFC championship game in green bay you really think that they're going to that, yeah they're going to play for something for uh, 2010 but uh yeah they they have no chance against the Packers, i am not uh, in
2: any way shape or form fearing the bears at all i appreciate yep. the phone call i look i completely get it i i you're right and i would be the first to come on the program and go you know what i'm wrong screwed up should have never thought that but i do as i sit here today and i am the one that always screams you know preserve the franchise i'm not simply saying that uh, he's playing all four quarters and and such but i'm uh I, I'm. It, it would be hard to me and probably to Aaron and, and to that franchise if you got a guy that's about to win his third MVP and all of a sudden you're going to say, nah, we're going to sit you. Now maybe, you know what, here's the other thing. Maybe he has one of those games this coming week against a very good Tennessee team and they just blow him out. He puts up 45, throws, what, four or five touchdown passes. I mean – you know then you're then you're probably going you know what you just solidified it go ahead and sit you're the man maybe that maybe maybe that's what happens 8558308648 Aaron in Michigan listening to us on the radio.com app Aaron how you doing today buddy what's up
5: hey pretty good uh, i just was going to touch on uh, matt LeFleur and the the unbalanced offensive times that we seem to struggle with
2: mm-hmm. i
5: feel like he has I feel like week to week he comes up, he's a, he's a great game planner. He can, he plans, I mean, we come out house of fire every week, and then once that defense adjusts to our offense, it's a grinding halt. It's at, if you look at the Colts game, you look at the Bucks game, all of our losses, we're, we're, we're throwing points left and right, and then it's just stop. Once that mm-hmm. defense adjusts to us and what we're doing, we can't ever seem to get going again.
2: It has been something that has, been, that has played this team at times. I will 100% agree with you. It's, and appreciate the phone call. It's almost like this is our game plan. This is what they're going to do to counter our game plan. And we'll counter that. But after that, as far as the chess moves on the board, we've got two. They may have three or four or five. We've got two. And it just seems like at times they just get away from what it is they do so well, so well. And I think that it, it's 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 a lot like the Tampa Bay game in the sense that you had a very good defense that punched you in the mouth. You didn't get anything downfield open, and all you did all day long was quick out, quick out, quick out. And when a team is punching you in the face, the line scrimmage, quick outs don't work. They don't work after a while because the the defender is right there. You're not garnering anything. Eight by 8648 zero eight six four eight. Let's do this. We'll step away. Take a quick break. Come back. Get some more phone calls. Hang in there. More Bill Michaels shows.
1: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update, brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
0: The Green Bay Packers remain atop of the NFC after beating the Carolina Panthers 24-16 on Saturday night. But after reviewing the film, Matt LaFleur says the Packers could have played better.
5: You know, anytime you don't play your best as a football team, it is disappointing. You know, we have a high standard for what we're able to do.
0: Green Bay blew a 21-3 to lead and only gained 49 total offensive yards in this second half. It's the worst in 20 years. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers
4: We just haven't put together a four-quarter game.
0: You know, we've had some really good stretches. I think just not four quarters of football. The Panthers left Green Bay with several injured defensive players, including corner Troy Pride, defensive end Brian Burns, and tackle Bravion Roy. Head coach Matt Rule. Yeah, they're, they're all getting MRIs today. Uh, Troy hurt his hip. He's getting an MRI today. I, I would say he's uh, doubtful for next week. Brian Burns um, hurt his knee in MCL. Uh, he's getting an MRI today. I would say he would be questionable for next week. And then Ravion's getting an MRI today and I don't have as much of a feel for him. Up next, the Panthers face Washington and former head coach Ron Rivera. The Packers play the Titans on Sunday Night Football here at Lambeau.
1: At the end of the day, it's about finding ways to win Football games.
0: That's Matt Lafleur In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
2: Welcome back to the program The Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air and we are good to uh, good to go today having a good time talking a lot about this Packers football ugly second half offensively for that team after getting off to such an incredibly fast start and uh, now you've got to you got a good Tennessee team coming to town and this is the game that many people let me ask ask you this we can also change topics here but for and everybody on hold hang in there but this is the game that everybody looked at and said excuse me and everybody said this is it this is going to be your proving ground If you are indeed the team that we believe you to be when it comes to winning in the postseason, is there a margin of victory you need against Tennessee or you just need to win against Tennessee? That would give you your fifth win in a row, seven out of your last eight, and you would beat a team with a good run game. Is this the game you're circling? Eight five five Let's go to Chris listening to us in Brookfield. Chris, how are you doing today, man? What's up? I'm doing
3: great, Bill. I agree on uh, several things you've said. Uh, I mean, I don't care if you win 7-6. to six. If you get the W, get the W. It doesn't matter if it looks pretty or it looks ugly or however. The W is what counts. That's mm-hmm. all that matters to me. But, uh, I mean, Coach Lafleur is – a great coach. For being so young, uh, only the second year in the league, to have the Heather winning record speaks for itself. But it seems to me that you get the first half and you kick in butt. It's whatever you're doing is working. Jamal goes down. You had Dylan go in there for one play. He runs off 18. You never see him again. And then it's yep. back to Aaron Rodgers trying to force feed Devontae Adams. I mean. Why go away from the offense that got you? I mean, maybe maybe uh, Dylan isn't that great in pass blocking. Well, put him in sets that doesn't require him to do that as much. I mean, you can always change the game to where to, to, to use Dylan. I mean, you use a second round draft pick on him. He should mm-hmm. he should be playing not as much as Jamal Williams, I think. But you got to get him into the game, and hopefully next week he's if Jamal ain't available, he is not Now, as far as A Rod sitting in the Chicago game? Oh, hell no. You see what happened <laughs> in '11 when, when When they sat him against Detroit and he, and the, the backup quarterback breaks all these records, they have two weeks off, A-Rod comes back, plays like crap, Eli Manning comes into Green Bay and embarrasses him. No, you keep him playing. Maybe it's only a half, maybe it's a quarter, like you said, or three quarters. He's got to play in the Bear game unless he's hurt against Tennessee and he can't.
2: Other than that, I, you play him. 100% agree. I 100% agree. I 100% agree, and I know that's not a popular thought. I appreciate the phone call. I know it's not popular because people want to see Aaron sit. They don't want to don't want to risk it. And I'm 99 times out of 100, I am right there with you. You and I locked arm in arm, lockstep together, walking down the same path. I just have been there, done that. Specifically, I, I mean, I've been covering this team since '99, and when you when you It's so tough to flip the switch and say, okay, here we go again. It's like, and you hear it all the time, football players, players in general, creatures of habit. You know, yes, you want to get some young guys experience, and yes, you want to get some other guys in there and give them that opportunity and maybe save the body a little bit come Monday and keep guys fresh. That's that's great. At this point in the season, you're into a rhythm. You're into a routine. You're into an understanding. Your your body feels it. You feel it. It's like you know what day today is. You know, you wake up and go, okay, I know what's coming. It's just there's something about it. And, I'm again, I'm not saying play him the whole game or anything like that, but I'm saying even if you got it locked up, I don't know if I play them. I I pro me I probably would, but I know that's going to be a hard decision for Matt Lafleur to make. And you're right, and I'm going to be sitting here admitting I'm wrong, not killing Matt Lafleur, not killing the organization. I would be sitting here saying on Monday if in, indeed he got hurt in that game against Chicago, I would be saying I'm wrong. But I just think there's something to rhythm, there's something to routine, there's something to doing things a certain way and. You st- I always say it all the time, stick with what got you there. Uh, let's go back to it. Let's go to Jay listening to us in Atlanta on the Radio.com app. Jay, how you doing?
5: I'm doing well, Bill. How about you?
2: I am doing great today, man. What you thinking?
5: I have got two things. Well, one, I'm 57, so I grew up in the 70s, 80s. you it's remember? Horrible. I, oh, 1980s, yeah. 61 to 7, Bears. <laughs> and they loved mm-hmm. it in. So, oh, yeah. looking at this, you got to have home field. You don't want to play extra games. So, you, you have it lost up against Tennessee. I think you look at that last game as the third, like when they used that preseason, that third game. Rogers plays a half. Keep
3: him in there. If he gets hurt, you
5: know what? It's football. I mean, I think you've got to get the rhythm and at least keep him in there. You'll have a bye week. You know, me too. All right,
2: buddy. Appreciate it. Here's one other thing to think about. One other thing to think about. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers playing, regardless of what uh, you need the outcome to be in that final game, let's just say the Packers win, they clinch this week, nothing more to see here. Wouldn't you want to be the team that yet again punches the Bears in the face and knocks them out? Something else to think about. Something else to think about. Stay tuned. We got a lot coming up. A lot more coming up. We'll get back to phone calls. We'll talk about the the Packers. Are we cutting them some slack after a rather ugly offensive second half, or are you waving that uh, waving that flag again of concern? And flip the script. Now you got the Tennessee Titans coming in. How big of a game is this? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next.